1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could
2: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: In therapy yesterday, we'll get to that at 640. But at 10 o'clock on this radio station, Mike McCarthy had the big press conference. By the way, I thought the media did a very nice job. Uh, I thought they asked all the tough questions, uh, Mike took it. It wasn't, you know, cheerful. It wasn't gleeful. There was no Jerry Jones there. And Mike McCarthy was asked, what happened inside those walls with Jerry Jones to possibly determine his fate?
0: I think clearly, you know, it started off with the, you know, peeling back the layers of, of what went wrong and a disappointment you know, then frankly, uh, it got to where Jerry and I were one on one. And frankly, you know, the best meetings I have is with Jerry's one on one. I can't—they're super productive. I mean, he's—he's—he's a—he's an, he's he's an awesome boss, but he's even a—you know—he's even a better leader because I mean, he asks all the hard, direct questions, which I—which I love and appreciate because you get to a, a depth, and you get into conversations that uh, that go in, in different directions. But there's always there's always so much that comes out of it. Um, so. And I'm just trying to go back through the conversation to answer your question. So, um, yeah. So I mean, we we talked about everything. You know, the right, the wrong, um, the indifferent, uh, what what we need to build off of. Um, you know, and so yeah. We, I, I don't know if there's much we didn't talk about as far as topics. You know, that apply to the football, the football operation. Yeah. So I, I it's a it's a conversation, hard conversation. You know, definitely uh, throughout a number of points there. Uh, but it was. Um, They're they're conversations that I personally always look forward to because I've never walked out of a one-on-one with Jerry where I didn't think I was better.
3: Three-hour meeting, at least, with Jerry. And uh, I think Mike Fisher asked him. Oh, I think
0: he said with Mike Fisher as
4: well. Uh, No. (laughs)
3: It it might take three hours of Mike's hearing, having to repeat everything. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know if Mike heard the uh, McCarthy – Mike Fisher heard Mike McCarthy talking because – uh, McCarthy cut fish off. Mike did his follow-up and McCarthy goes, let me finish. <laughs> can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah, yeah, but, can raise your hand again. but Mike asked him, how worried were you going into the into the meeting? And McCarthy said, I was just in the moment. Uh, and he kept repeating. The only worry I have is for my family. That's something he said before. He's like, uh, I'm fine. I can take it. But when my family starts getting worked up, uh, I get a little bit sensitive to that, extremely confident in who I am and what we have done here. So that was McCarthy telling everyone he was not worried about his job status, but he had the three-hour sit-down with JJ.
4: Okay. It, the, the family aspect of this has got to be the tough part. I mean, if you have kids, you got to uproot them maybe and move them to schools in the middle of the year, although they probably could have finished the year easily. But still, that's the – I understand from a coach's standpoint. Like the most coaches will be fine. Most coaches will find another job. Again. Well, it's not about finding another job, it's the criticism. It, he, he's yeah.
3: talking. He's talking about your uh, his wife and his family and his kids hearing him bashed and you know raked over the coals yeah. uh, everywhere. That's, that's the job. That's, uh, and, that's the and, job. And, yeah. and, and you know, I think he knows that. I think, yep. You know, does get under his skin a little bit. But uh, that was Mike McCarthy talking about the three hours.
5: Yeah, look, I mean, it's uh, it was going to be really difficult to stand up there and say anything that was going to make anybody feel better about what's uh, yeah. about the decision to run mm-hmm. it back. Like people are going to be upset about it. And that's the thing that I would hope. I really hope I, I was talking to Brian about this. Yesterday. I really hope that from top to bottom, they understand the fairness of Anything anybody wants to say to them right now. Like, I really hope Dak understands anybody who says, like, you can't get it done. Yeah, Like, I hope he understands that's fair. I hope that Mike McCarthy understands it's fair to say you're not going to get us past this. I hope Jerry hopes it's fair to understand that people go, like, it really doesn't feel like it matters to you. Like, even if that's not the case and they believe it's not the case, I hope they understand they have a responsibility to change minds with results rather than just their words. Yes. Uh, It's like when you get caught
3: doing something in your relationship. And the trust is gone. And he or she wants to look at your phone for the next six months. It's like, you got to give it up. Like, you you earned that. Like, where are you? Why are you home late? You got to put up with all those questions. And you got to answer all those questions because you stepped out of line. He said Jerry asked all the hard, direct questions. And then Jane Slater asked, why should any of us buy back into you as returning head coach?
0: Yeah, because I, I believe that uh, the, the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place. And um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself, but I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or... Uh.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Um, Anything other than that. um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us.
4: Listen, they are champions, man. (laughs) they're they're just not world champions but they are champions there's 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 no doubt about that man they are they're champions so mike
3: said what he said yesterday mike said yeah you know we uh we have a championship type team and culture we just don't have that championship and ryan clark on nfl live holding up this piece of paper and he goes i i only see i only see one one team listed as champions at the end of every season like what what am I missing here? And Ryan Clark just popped off. It was incredible. I can't find the audio. He said it was one of the more, more ridiculous things that he's ever heard. And there's a reason. You're sitting your ass at that podium on, you know, January 19th yeah. instead of preparing for a divisional
5: playoff game. Yeah, that, buy into us.
4: Yeah, they're not world champions. They're yeah, they they're, they're the NFC, NFC East. Yeah.
5: NFC East champ. That counts for something. I'll, I'll tell you what. One thing's for sure. Comments like that are going to make sure that Mike really likes Mike uh, really likes Ryan Clark more than he already does. So that alongside him. Oh, gosh. No, it's just it's it's, Ryan Clark was one of the loudest voices in the run the damn ball thing that that got McCarthy kind of worked up this past offseason.
3: As for the game, he said, when I went back and watched it, we were going too fast. The common message from all the players, we were just going too fast and we were chasing big plays. Uh, As for Dak Prescott, uh, he said his support, Dak's support in the postgame shows their connection and belief. Uh, McCarthy said that Dak is clearly the answer. What happened with CeeDee Lamb during that game and his discussion with him early, early on the sidelines, he said they were talking about an option on a vertical
5: route. Uh, That's what they were were getting into on the sidelines. I thought Mike hated option routes and got rid of them, and they weren't there for the first five weeks of the season. I don't know, but but uh, you know,
3: I'm going to keep a tally on the cheap shots. Today. Oh, it's uh, it's over after
5: today because
3: I think well, everybody, it might be. I, a, I don't even know. if I'm gonna, We're going to go through it all today. It's not wait, even wait, a cheap shot. It's wait, a wait, it's a it is a fair it is a fair. I know, but response. I don't want to be dripping in sarcasm the whole
5: show. We sure. did it.
3: We did it yesterday. We we all took our shots. Okay, you know no, we, we we got close on we got close to the line, and I'm not putting it up for debate. I'm just telling sure. You.
5: No sarcasm, then. Objectively speaking, Mike said one of the things that was going to change within his offense was no option routes. That's indicative that they had to go back to things last year.
3: I love that. That that was like a factual, strong, <laughs> straight statement, not with this dripping with the sarcasm. Mike McCarthy talking about this team is Brian brought us right that maybe they go all in with free agency McCarthy on the roster.
0: Yeah, I, I think you you build a program and, and and you continue to grow from it and but the reality of it is you you have to go through the you know the tough questions and and, and make sure you have answers and in the reality of it is this team's going to change. I mean, we're going we're going to have changes. It happens every year. You know, just start with your roster. So, I mean 25% of our players will will, will be different than what they were this year I and mean, that's you know, and frankly, that's part of the disappointment because, you know, we I thought we had an unbelievable team. You know, I, I love the way these guys work, um, their connection and belief in one another. Um, they're very coachable. Um, I mean, when you kick them in the ass, they responded um, and, you know, and they love one and they love one another. And, and, uh, and I think that's important. Um, so, you know, the chemistry and so there's so many good things, uh, but we clearly came up a lot shorter than we anticipated.
3: Anything else you guys took away from this? Those were my notes on the press conference. About it, man. I mean,
4: I just, I, 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 at the moment he said the championship comment, I literally tuned out. Like anything he said after that. That was pretty early. Seven minutes in. <laughs> uh, but that's the problem. When he's like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just, I, the moment you say that, you lose me. He lost. He lost. He lost one. He lost one viewer. Now he got the click out of it because I, I went to the website to listen. <laughs> Uh, I'm, waiting uh, but, for, I'm waiting for uh, Greg Olson now to be replaced by Tom Brady
3: because Greg wanted to go and do an I told you so. Spike the football, yeah. Spike the football on social media, saying, I guess I wasn't so crazy Sunday, huh? Every weekly talking head said McCarthy was gone. Emotional decisions make people feel better. They hardly result in positive
5: outcomes. Well, I hope he talks about the giant bear hug and, like, hugs and kisses he and McCarthy were sharing pregame. Like, they're clearly close. So, that Were I'd, they? Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean they're they're out there like hugging and talking for like twenty minutes together. They're like buddies. That's why Olson's gonna make that argument. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't make his point invalid. No, but it makes it or, or in it, but but or there's invalid. no but there's no <laughs> but there's no disclosure of that. Like people just look at him as like oh that like there's no awareness that he's clearly got a relationship with McCarthy. That that doesn't appear to people. But who hear media that. members it's don't always worth, disclose. It, but their it's relationships. Worth it. But I'm but I'm saying right. to take that stance and to say, "I told you guys." I think people would view it a little bit differently rather than, oh, wow, great call, Greg. They would go, oh, okay, well, that's kind of an important bit of context that might tell us why he had that opinion. Here's the thing. When he talks about 25% of players being different and that these changeovers are going to occur, that's that's fine. And, and I really, I have a lot of confidence in the personnel department and what Mel, Will McClay is doing and overseeing. And I, I have confidence that they will get good players and bring in depth and everything else. The issue is that, quarterback i don't think the problem <laughs> on this football team is good players like it's not like well you just have you got a bad roster right like, that's not the problem the problems they keep running into have nothing to do with talent i disagree uh i so i think we need to break down
3: the categories of roster they have a very good roster They're, in my opinion and i'm starting to ask myself if i'm gonna put it one I'm considering putting the roster as the number one problem that they're just, they're very good that they're not a championship roster. Um, and we know that they can get controlled with teams running against them. We know they can't run the football. They lose the battle at the line of scrimmage. If you really look at the rest of the defense, which I've been telling everyone for two years is overrated. And when they lost Diggs, everything started to crumble this year. Uh, they need. In no particular order, on their draft board, they need a corner. Stephon Gilmore did not seem to be, you know, look, he was hurt later on. Was he the same guy in the second half of the season? The guy is, you know, he's a vet. He, he's, he's an older dude. They need corner. They need a ton of help at linebacker. They need defensive line help. They definitely need run stopping. They need to figure out how to run the football. And they need to get a receiver to take some of this off of CD Lamb. It's a good roster. It's not a championship-level roster, in my opinion. Uh, um,
4: I, I think it is. Th- I mean, look, th- th- they're a better roster than the Chiefs. Um, they're not a better roster than than, uh, than San Fran. They're a better roster than Detroit. Detroit's defense is awful. Offensively, you can make the argument they're not a better roster offensively. But I also think you can
5: make an argument that they are. They're, are they, They're a better roster than Houston. Do, do they have issues yeah but here's the thing is that in a, a They're their, their
3: finesse football team that that doesn't always play in the postseason
5: yeah it, they are that that they are that they are it, that they are it's a it's a capped it's a salary cap league with four year rookie contracts other than the first rounders and the problem is that there's essentially 12 positions on the field that you have to find depth for. Like And so because of that, when you've got so many picks and they only stretch four years and you're not going to hit on 100% of them, every team, no matter how strong the roster is, is going to generally have a spot where it's like, the linebackers aren't good or this or that. Like, it's just the way that it goes. So, like, I mean, they'll replenish linebacker, whatever else. Then they're going to get hit by contracts, and their offensive line may be bad next year. If Tyron leaves, Zach leaves, Biotish goes, and they think they can find a better center, they may have an awful offensive line next year, and we're talking about, well, that was a huge miss right there, and they've addressed everything up. It's just the nature of it. So I think you're always going to have those holes They've been in a, a spot to be competitive enough the last three years where the coach should have made a difference, and the coach has not.
3: Deion Sanders, the former Cowboy, was on our buddy, the Brett Boone podcast, and he talked about the Cowboys' loss, and now he's got a different perspective on head coaching as well.
7: Going to the Dallas Cowboys, I feel bad because I feel like Jerry Jones is the best owner to ever own a franchise. What he does for the players, what he puts into the, the fan base and how he injects life into every situation and, and gives that team and that city hope don't every year you feel like the Cowboys are supposed to win it because that's what Jerry every, every year, yeah, every year. That's how good Jerry is. So just having them uh, falter once again, that's tough, but I like to sit back with my popcorn and, and see how it plays out. Like, okay, now who's, who's going to get fired? Who's going to move uh, what personnel on the field, because I can't blame that on the coaches. Players did that. They always want to blame coaches, man. And and see, I'm thinking from a player's perspective. Right. That's players. See, now when you're a coach, you start thinking, shoot. Now I'll take that responsibility. As a coach, we take that respons- responsibility. But as a player, no, man. You Can't blame your coach. So that's Dion
3: with his perspective on it. Divisional round weekend. Let's talk about the rest of the game. I want to know who everyone's rooting for. Let's not pick them yet. Who are you actually rooting for or who do do you want to see lose the most? And coaching updates uh, make me so bitter, so bitter when I see these updates, where Mike Vrabel is interviewing the update on Belichick and Cliff Kingsbury may be coming back as well next.
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,